Hi Antioch, my name is Laura Seibert, and on behalf of Jimmy, myself, and our family, we want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Oh, we hope this greeting finds you surrounded by your family or a group of friends, enjoying the special traditions of opening presents, eating delicious food, and taking time to relax and reflect on the goodness of God throughout your year. Now this morning, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, we pray you would be filled with hope and a deeper revelation of the radical love of God that God himself displays to us by sending his son Jesus. Now today, though we definitely will miss us being together, we are worshiping online so we can all be with our families. And we at the Cyber should joyfully have a household this year. But next week, we'll be back in the sanctuary for only one service, and that will be at 11 a.m. Well, please stand in your homes and um, hold hands with the person next to you, and let's pray. Father, just thank you so much for your extravagant love for us. And we are here right now just expecting your presence to come. I ask that you would come and fill every single person's home. Thank you that your word says the righteous dwell in peaceful habitations and secure dwelling places. So as we come together and worship you together in our homes, fill us, just fill each home with your presence. And we thank you, we honor you, we give you first place in our homes and in our hearts. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for your wonderful gift of Jesus. And I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. i
Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Boy, I don't know what your traditions are, what's happened so far, but for us, we get up early, we open presents, we've got all the kids and all the grandkids with us. We've had a full house. And then after we open up presents, we have a big breakfast. And what I love about our household is we've got a lot of adults that like to eat. And so we're coming really full now to gather in the living room, to gather with the people of God and to hear from the word of God. That's my joy and my hope and prayer is that in this moment, you experience the grace and the love and the mercy of God. Now, hey, I don't know what you got for Christmas. Maybe you were surprised. I got this new flannel shirt right here. Um, I remember one year that my parents kind of played it up that, hey, we're not, we don't have much money, we're not gonna be able to get much this year. And, but all I wanted was a 10 speed bicycle and they ended up getting it to me. They surprised, getting it for me, they surprised me. So maybe you got surprised, maybe you got exactly what you wanted. But one of the things I do know is that on the night that Jesus was born, the angels were surprised. They were surprised by God with the greatest gift that would ever be given to mankind and that is Jesus. So let's gather around the scriptures and gather around the purpose for Christmas and read the Christmas story in Luke 2, starting in verse 8. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened." But the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there was born to us a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find him as a baby wrapped in loincloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared another angel with a multitude of angels and heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth among men with whom he is well pleased. Wow. The beauty of that story has so much for us even this morning. And here's what it starts with. Fear not. Everybody, what I know about you and I know about me, we are fearful people. We're like little sheep. We run around. We get afraid of everything. And my kiddos were afraid of, everybody had their own unique fear. Uh, Abby, our oldest, she was afraid of dogs. And we're talking little dogs, big dogs. Now, every once in a while, some of the neighborhoods we lived in, and there were some legitimate dogs to be afraid of. But most of them were not. And what she would do is she would literally see a dog and she'd run and jump in my arms and I would just hold her, you know, and say, it's going to be okay. And then I'd try to pet the dog and then try to get her to pet the dog. You ever done that with a kid that doesn't like dogs or is fearful of dogs? They'd never really totally get there. But me holding her is what would calm her down and comfort her. I would hold her. I would pray for her. I would let her know that it's going to be okay. And then we would just go on to the next activity and keep our distance from the dog. But I remember one time she was probably like five or six years old and she comes running to me across the yard. Daddy, daddy, it's a dog, it's a dog, it's a dog. She jumps in my arms. I say, it's going to be okay, honey. And I'm expecting to meet like a Rottweiler or a German shepherd. And I'd walk around the, the, the side of the yard and it's a little chihuahua licking my feet. And I'm like, wow. So many times we're afraid of so much, but God over and over in the scripture says, fear not. It's going to be okay. I've got you in my arms and I've got 
a message for you of hope and help. The shepherds were stunned, understandably so, by the glory of God showing up. But here was the good word that God had for them. And it begins like this, fear not for I'm bringing you good news. Now listen, I've got some presents here wrapped up. And the first one is I want to open it to show you what it is. Are you wondering what it is? Okay. I, I'm a guy that does this, wraps like really crazy, really fast. You know what it is? It's good news! Praise God. Gift number one from the angels in heaven and from God himself is good news. Now listen, why is the birth of Jesus good news? Because we need God and he has come. It says in Matthew, saying that Jesus will be called Emmanuel, God with us, and he will forgive his people of their sins. Whoa! If anything blows me away, even today, after all these years of knowing Jesus, I'm still stunned that God would come not just to tell me what I should do, but he would come to be with me because I need him. The good news, the best news of all time, is that God is not just coming to tell us what to do, but he's coming to dwell among us and be God with us, Emmanuel. I'm talking soft because God's right there, right now, with you and your family in the midst of whatever's going on. There's good news right now. Jesus is here. He's here. <laughs> Man, I'm just caught up in this moment. He's here. He's with us. And here's the other thing. And he's forgiven us of our sins. There is no sin that you have done, no sin that you will do, no thing that you're currently doing that is sinful that you can't bring to the throne of grace and immediately be forgiven so that you can have literally unfiltered communion with God himself. The grace of God has appeared to be with us that we may know the intimacy of God and to forgive us so that we may know that constant communion with God by His grace. You know, I never turned down my kids when they said, Dad, I need to talk. Or Lord did the same, Mom, I need to talk. We never pushed them away because we knew that if we would keep the door open, there could be relationship and help for whatever they would need. The door's open today. There is good news. So then that the angel declares, there's good news of a great joy, a great joy, not a little joy, but a great joy. So that brings me to present number two. Let's see what's in here. Again, some of y'all that really bothers you and I rip it open because you do it kind of particular, but for me, especially what I'm about to get, great joy. Wow. Gift number two It's better than the flannel shirt is better than the 10-speed bicycle. It is great joy. Isn't that amazing? So when we think of good news of Jesus, his intimacy and his love and forgiveness, I think of great joy in this way. Joy is attached to a person. It is not just a feeling. One theologian did the search of the scripture. They said either joy is clarified or intimated to over 300 times in the Bible. Happiness, as far as circumstantial uh, uh, excitement, is only 30 times. Well, why is that? Because joy is substantive because it's not based on our circumstances, but it's based on God being with us. It says this that in the Bible, the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
Jesus said after he described this whole journey of walking and talking with him, called abiding, he says, these, says this, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made complete. The psalmist David says this, you've shown me the path of life, and here it is, here's the answer to life, in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Our uh, second daughter, Lauren, uh, was uh, just such a delightful little sweetheart. Uh, I still, still remember when she was smiling, she had this little dimple. She still has it, but it was bigger when she was a little kid. And um, Abby, our first daughter, was a big talker. We would go out on little dates, and she'd just gah, 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 gah. She'd talk the whole time. It was pretty easy to go on a date because she would talk the whole time. And I would say, uh-huh, uh-huh, I love you, sweetie. But Lauren wouldn't say much at all. And I got a little concerned that maybe as a dad, I wasn't connecting real well with her. So I, I told Laura, and so Laura asked her, she said, how was your date with daddy? Do you like being with daddy? And then she said, Lauren just went on. I love being with daddy. I just like sitting with him. I like being next to him. I like being near him. And she went on and on and on about what a great time she always had when we were together. And, you know, I was basing the circumstances on, well, you know, you need to verbally communicate. But she was just saying, just to be with you is my joy. That's who Jesus is. He's the God who's with us, and it will be a great joy. You know, again, we just talked about Jesus being present with us right now. If you'll just pause and just say, Lord, thank you that you're here, that you're present, you'll find joy begin to bubble up by the Holy Spirit that lives with, inside of us because he is present and he is with us. Well, there's one last present, and it's probably uh, the one that the world longs for more than any other present, and that is the declaration of the angel, um, the host of angels that come again, and they say, there'll be peace on earth, goodwill towards all men. There's a Savior coming, Christ the Lord, and he'll not only have good news of great joy, but there will be peace on earth in hearts and minds and peace for all people for all time. And so there we go. The biggest gift of all is the peace of God. Whoops, you see, I think that's what it is. That's what I hope for. Oh, I got it. There it is. The third gift, the peace of God. The peace of God that we so long for and we hunger for. You know, Jesus even said it this way. He said, in this world, you'll have tri tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Over and over again throughout the scripture, we talked about earlier, fear not, but then there's this promise of a peace that passes understanding in the midst of our anxieties, in the midst of our fear, in the midst of our uh, questions about life, God promises to bring a peace that passes all understanding. And how that happens is this. It says in Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Make your requests known to God and the God of peace which surpasses all understanding, it'll guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. What I love about Christmas and thinking about this declaration of peace is that Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. Remember we talked about the good news is God with us, the joy again is God with us. Well, the peace of God is God in us. Wow, by the Holy Spirit. 
I often talk about my own experience of encountering God for the first time. Uh, as a young teenager, I was uh, literally just drifting in every direction, partying a lot, looking, uh, as, we, as the old country western song, looking for love in all the wrong places, and was a bit of a mess of a guy. And, uh, but somewhere there was this longing in my heart as I wondered, I wonder if God is real. If he's real, I need to know God. And so uh, I'd be hung over on Saturday night and I would get up early, uh, I'd party all Saturday night, I'd get up early, been hung over on Sunday mornings. And for a few Sunday mornings, I went to churches and would sit in the back of church, would go by myself while all my buddies slept wherever we were spending the night that weekend. And I would go in the back of churches and I would say, God, are you real? And, and, and sadly, many times I didn't understand, or, or it was probably me more than the preacher or whatever, but it just didn't, I just didn't understand at all. But God somehow saw the yearning of my heart. And eventually I was able to hear a story of a man that came to Jesus and my brother was able to lead me in that simple prayer uh, of repentance and of calling out on the name of Jesus. And I simply prayed, Lord Jesus, I need you. Come into my heart, make me new. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And when I prayed that simple prayer, what I always say is for the first time in my life, I was no longer alone. I was not alone. That's how I knew that God was with me when I prayed and asked him to come and asked him to forgive me my sins. But another way to say it is, for the first time in my life, I had real peace. Peace was no longer just in circumstances, when I was happy, when something good happened, when I was at a beautiful place. It was no longer external. In this moment of salvation, peace became internal and became reality so that whenever I needed peace, I simply call on the name of the Lord and I can access the grace that he provides. I love that peace is not just for some, but it's for all. And the scripture says this, that God wishes that none should perish, but all come to the knowledge of God. In my prayer this morning, wherever you are, if you don't know Jesus, you would simply call on his name and find good news of a great joy, and the peace of God would come to rest inside of you. For all us who do know Jesus, I'm sure there's many things that we get anxious about. There may be many, many troubles and challenges going on right now, but God wants to literally take you by the hand by faith this morning and bring you to the throne of grace to reestablish peace and trust in Him so that you can find the grace that you need for whatever the challenge is. Many years ago, it was New Year's Eve, and uh, Billy Graham, who was still alive at the time, was on a famous talk show by a guy named Larry King. And as they were uh, talking back and forth, Larry was a Jew by background, Jewish by background, and he was he would call himself an agnostic. And his whole challenge was, if God is real, why do so many things, bad things happen in the world? To Christians, to non-Christians, to Jews, to Muslims, why is there so much badness in the world if God is so good? And Billy said this very powerful statement that I've always uh, gone back to in my own time of need. And he said, I don't know all the answers to everything. He said, Larry, I question sometimes. If God's able, why doesn't he step into this or that? He said, I grieve with the pain that goes on in our world and the challenges going on around us. He said, but this I know, that God offers peace for each man or woman 
who trust in Jesus, not only for now, but for eternity. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Billy didn't answer all the questions, but he brought us to the place and to the person of peace to Jesus. And for some reason, even as a, a, a man who had been a believer for a long time, I'm watching this and I said, it all makes sense. This is what God offers and whoever needs peace, it is always available by grace. Well, this Christmas season, uh, I want to wrap up the shortest sermon you've ever heard me do. And um, with re-encouraging you around these three thoughts, God has good news. That's the greatest gift that he has come to forgive us of our sins. God's brought a great joy in his presence as a person of grace. The joy is available. And lastly and clearly, he is giving you peace today if you simply take your burdens and trust in him or take your heart or take your sins or whatever it is, bring it to the throne of grace and trust him to be the Prince of Peace right now. Can I pray for you wherever you are? If you'll just close your eyes, maybe hold hands with the friend or the neighbor next to you or open your hands. Uh, either way, would you respond somehow physically as we just close our eyes in the presence of God? Jesus, thank you that this Christmas morning that you're here Thank you that this Christmas morning, you forgive me. This Christmas morning, you're just sitting and wanting to be with me. And that brings such delight, not only to my heart, but to your heart. And Lord, I pray right now for every challenge, every struggle, every place of need. Lord, I pray right now for my friends and my family, this Antioch family gathered around the world right now. I pray, God, would you come and meet each one in their pain, in their need, in their grief, or their loss. May your presence bring healing, restoration, renewal, and may this Christmas morning be a place that we always remember that we were not only with one another, but when we were with you, we were with you, and we found you to be sufficient. In your precious name we pray, amen. Well, I hope you know that we love you so much and we are so grateful, so grateful for each one of you. And we're leaving two or three questions for you as uh, you gather as a family. And we really want to encourage you to take these questions as a way to respond simply to what God's speaking. And may this Christmas day be a day that you remember forever because you were with him. We love you. God bless you. Have a beautiful day in Jesus.